Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office with uh, our Romans Bible study that takes place every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. It's live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. I encourage you to avail yourself to what's being taught here, and I can guarantee it. If you're looking for that which is true, if you're looking for the truth of God's Word, you're going to find it on these broadcasts. You can go all the way back to 2018 and begin with us in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and I guarantee it by the time you catch up with us and... Uh, you are going to be a different person if you're if you're learning and growing and trusting the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for you at Calvary your life will be radically changed forever most everybody on the planet is looking for change looking to be different looking to for, for something different let me tell you something that's why Jesus came and died for us so we could be forgiven of our sin we could become a new creation in him and walk with him, talk with him, serve him every single day of our lives. Not just go to church on Sunday and Wednesday night. I'm talking about serving Christ every day of your life. Hallelujah. And that's good stuff. Well, we're in Romans chapter 15, and uh, today is part 5, and we're going to begin here in verse 7. And uh, just let me say I'm looking so forward to two weeks from today. Determined Camp Meeting will begin in Dublin, Georgia. Pastor Scotty Williams is our host this year This year, there at Crossway Fellowship in uh, Dublin, Georgia. And we're just looking so forward to being there with several ministers that are determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. I'm thankful uh, for the group of men who will be there this year preaching this glorious gospel. I'm thankful for the endurance that spirit of endurance, hallelujah. And uh, we just, you know, once you find the truth of the cross in your heart, you're done searching for the answer for anywhere else. You're done trying to make a name for yourself. You're done trying to look uh, where, where you can climb. And listen, once you find the truth of God's word, his name is Jesus, and what he did at Calvary, your, your search is over. In, 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 in for something that is the answer now, now your search is for more of that which you already know. Hallelujah. So if you're anywhere near or if you have to fly in like we'll be doing, just come on to Dublin, Georgia. If you need more information about the Determined Camp Meeting, uh, just uh, send me a message. This will be our seventh one to have, and they just keep getting better and better. God's honor honoring this glorious gospel he's given us to preach and to believe. Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 15, verse 7. Wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now again, there's that word when you begin a Bible verse. If it says wherefore or therefore, you have to go back before to see why it is here for us. And so what he's talking about prior to this is being patient and comforted through the scriptures, which... If you look at verse 3, you'll see that he brought Christ into the picture because Christ said the scriptures are about him. Listen, whatever reason we're trying to use the scriptures, uh, 
If we're not pointing people and in our own selves, if we're not looking unto the work of Christ at Calvary, scriptures aren't going to do us one bit of good. Well, this, the, the, listen, Jesus said, you search the scriptures. John 5, 38 and 39. You search the scriptures for you think you have life in them, but they are they which testify of me. He said, but you won't come to me. Now think about that. The word outside of Christ has absolutely no effect in the positive manner on anybody. I want you to know that today. I can't just give you scripture. I have to I have to give you the scripture in the light of the one the scripture is about and what he did at Calvary so the scripture can by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of grace, apply that scripture to my heart. For without my faith in the sacrifice of Christ, the, the, the words you find in the Bible, they're powerless. Even though they spoke, they spoke right out of God's mouth, many of them, they're powerless without our faith in the blood. For the life is in the blood. Jesus said, you, you search the scriptures, for in them you, you, you think you have life. But they are they which testify of me. I am the life. And the life I offer is in the blood. It's all scriptural. The word of God, the words of God without our faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. His death at Calvary for us today, not years ago. Today, that's what we're trusting. The word of God won't have any part to play except as law. The letter of the law, and that condemns, my friend. So if you've been trapped in that, thinking that, yeah, you got in through the cross, but now you're, you're just using the word of God for this. No, no. The word of God is powerless in my life unless my faith is in the blood of Jesus. When Aaron read the law, it had to be sprinkled by blood. Every word, every word, the blood of Jesus covers every word, and every word in the Bible must be seen through the blood, must be believed with faith in the blood, or we'll stay crippled and paralyzed as the church has been for centuries. We'll get saved, and then we'll wander in the wilderness for centuries. Come on now. Chapters 14 and 15 of Romans really or commands to us, really revealing to us the way we should be living, receiving each other, loving each other, bearing each other's burdens, praying for one another, enduring together, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Romans chapter 14 and 15 is about the people of God who've heard Romans 6, 7, and 8 and have come to the conclusion and the understanding that the cross of Christ is the focus and the answer for all things, no matter what things we're in, it is the answer. And then Romans 14 and 15 can be experienced, will be the manifestation of 
us carrying each other burdens. That doesn't mean that, that I take your burdens away from you and now you don't have them. I have your burden. No, it means I pray for you. I point you to Calvary continuously. I, I give you scripture after scripture as it relates to that which delivers Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And I don't boot you out. I don't belittle you or cast you aside just because you still think that what you're eating is growing you, maturing you. No, I just pray for you and I keep sharing with you the word of God that Paul said there's nothing unclean. Jesus uh, told me that and persuaded me of that. And then, I, But I don't kick you out. I don't belittle you. I don't uh, uh, constantly come to doubtful disputations with you. The Bible tells us not to do that. Not to do. When we think we're doing that for the sake of love, we're being disobedient, and there is no love in disobedience. So we need to wake up and, and, and smell reality here. So he says, Wherefore receive ye one another, verse 7, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision. Talking about Israel. He was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God. To confirm, look at what Jesus came to do for Israel. To confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Now they rejected him. So, they were, so when they rejected Christ, they rejected the promises that God had promised because they only come through Christ no matter if you're Jewish or you're a Gentile. Through Christ comes the benefits, the promises, eternal and abundant life. Through Christ alone, not one way for the Jews, another way for the Gentiles, but Jesus Christ, a minister, a servant of the circumcision, he came and followed every jot and tittle of the law. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He went to every ceremony, ritual, rite, feast, you name it. He was there being fully obedient to the law. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God, Jesus was fully obedient to the law, fulfilling all the righteousness, hallelujah, and gave his life for us whose righteousness was as filthy rags before God, and we accepted him by faith, and his righteousness became our righteousness, glory to God. So Jesus came to minister to the circumcision, Israel, those that had the seal of circumcision, the seal, the sign of righteousness before God, that they were the people of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. When they rejected Jesus, they were rejecting... Listen, and you need to hear this today. When Israel rejected Jesus Christ, they rejected the avenue through which God <clears throat> has made them a people, through which God will bless and keep and, and, and bring great blessings upon them. Know this, every Jewish person who's no matter if they've wailed at the wailing wall every day of their life for 110 years, they did not go to heaven when they died if they didn't never trust in Christ. So hundreds and thousands, if not millions, between Christ coming and today have died and hell is their permanent eternal habitation because only through Christ for the Jew and the Gentile are the promises made only through him. Think about that. Israel were the ones given the promises, spoken to through the prophets. But Jesus said the law, the prophets, and the Psalms, 
They're concerning me. Take notes. That's Luke 24, 44 through 46. That's right. All the scriptures are about Jesus. If we can't relate them to Jesus, they're not going to be related to us. And that means, my friend, related to Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Outside of that avenue, there's only problems. There's only heartbreak. There's only failure outside of that avenue. Think about that. Watch this now. Let's read verse 8 again. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Now he came as the confirmation, as the truth of God that would confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Of course, they rejected him. And here, here's where we come in. The Gentiles. That means the rest of the world. Every nation, tribe, and tongue outside of that nation of Israel. Outside of that called nation began in Abraham to make a nation. Outside of that is Gentiles. Watch this now, verse 9. And the Gentiles, and that the Gentiles, that's us, might glorify God for his mercy as it is written for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. Think about that. Think about that. As it is written. See, what does Paul do? Don't, don't. Don't not notice what he's doing again that he's already done in this chapter as it is written. He refers back to the scripture. For this cause will I confess to you among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again he says, Rejoice ye Gentiles with his people Israel. We should rejoice that we've been grafted in. Romans 11 says because Israel uh, through unbelief rejected him, they were cut off and because of their unbelief, we were grafted in to the true vine. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be a branch on the true vine, not a branch of some denomination, not a branch under some preacher, not a branch. I'm a branch of the branch. Glory to God. Jesus is called the branch of righteousness. Hallelujah. He is the vine, the true vine of life, that vine through which and only which through the life of God comes. And I and all Gentiles have been allowed access, hallelujah, to bear forth the fruits of this mighty Savior we have. Oh, hallelujah. Israel rejected him, threw him aside, crucify him, us Gentiles were then offered everything. And I won't let a day go by that I'm not thankful. Oh, that I might have just been some old Gentile out there, but Jesus reached out to everybody. Whosoever will believe upon him shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you live. I don't care how much money you have or don't have. Listen. God sent his only begotten son. He gave everything he had. God came 
himself, uh, became a man born of a virgin so that he could live a perfect life and take away the sin from every imperfect life on the planet. And my friend, that's every life on the planet is we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but through faith in him, calling on that name of Jesus, save me, God. I believe in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm trusting in him and nothing else. All my hope is in Jesus and what he did for me at Calvary. Hallelujah. And he will save you right where you are. He will save you. You didn't have to go do anything. He did it all at Calvary. You didn't have to work your way through any situation. He worked your way through everything at Calvary. If you're in a situation, my friend, today that looks so overwhelming that you just don't know how in the world this could ever work out, I want you just to take a moment right now to look back at Calvary. That's the exact appearance that the cross of Christ had. The Bible said the, the Bible shows Christ hanging on a cross and he he looked powerless. He he looked weak. The Bible actually says he was crucified through weakness. But I want you to know, it might have looked like the end, but it was the beginning for all who would believe. It might have looked like he was being defeated, but he was actually defeating all principalities and powers, making an open show of them in his cross. That's Colossians 2, 14 through 16. Oh, can you see that? Can you see that? Or when you look at the cross, do you just see, see some failure, some defeated man? Or do you actually see God was defeating Satan? God was defeating death. God was defeating us. God overcame all things, making an open show of them, triumphing over them. All principalities, powers, wickedness in high places, flesh, the sin nature, the world, the devil, every single thing that comes against God in his plan of righteousness and perfection for humanity, he took care of it at Calvary. Is that what you see? Is that what you see? If, you, if you're listening to anybody that's giving you any other picture of the cross than an overcoming Savior there in his death, you're listening to a devil. You need to know that. There are preachers that say Jesus didn't finish the work at Calvary, that he had to go to hell and finish the work. Let me tell you something, my friend, that's not in the Bible. Men have made that up because they're doing despite to the spirit of grace. Uh, they're, they're, they're trampling under foot, the blood of the Son of God. Hebrews 10, 29. You better read it. You better know it. When you don't believe Jesus did the work, overcame everything, and finished the work right there on the cross in his death, oh, you better come back to that. You better get away from these men that you've given thousands of dollars to. Some of you listen to preachers on TV right now, faithfully, that only give you psychology. They're not pointing you to the cross. They might say cross every once in a while, but they're not explaining the scriptures to you in the only light which which shines from heaven through the word into your heart, and that's the light of Jesus Christ. And what makes him the light to you is the righteousness he offers you. Not just offers to make you, but the righteousness he offers you to allow you to walk in that path, to bear forth the fruit of that righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, and the Gentiles, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. 
Are you thankful today that God's mercy was granted to you? You you heard the gospel, you believed it, God gave you mercy. God was merciful. God didn't overlook your sin. God was merciful to you about your sin. He erased your sin. He forgave you of your sin. I remember a couple of years ago standing right here in my office, I said, thank you, Lord, for overlooking my sin. He said, Curtis, I didn't overlook your sin. I forgave your sin. I'll deliver you from sin. Hallelujah. God doesn't overlook sin. God forgives us of our sin. He forgets our sin. Glory to God. God delivers us from sin, the power of sin, if we learn to walk in the way of righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be to God. And that the Gentiles, that's us, might glorify God for his mercy. I hope you stay fired up about the mercies of God. Hallelujah. If you're not looking to the cross, how can God's mercies be new every day in your life? Because they only flow from that place. God's not merciful just through this and that avenue. God doesn't love everyone just through this and that avenue. No, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, not this, not he. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe upon this, upon him and what he did at Calvary shall have everlasting life, will never perish. Praise be to God for that. God's love's not floating around just to be uh, 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 experience. God's love, God's mercy, and God's grace uh, as far as his salvation is concerned, is only experienced through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Never let the mercies of God grow old in your life. Keep them in the forefront of your mind. It's up to you to do that. It's up to you. Your walk with Christ, we're not puppets and we're not robots. We are allowed to walk with Christ, to serve Christ each day, to the level we desire to do it, but only in the path given to us to do it. Not any way, not just any way, but in the way of righteousness. Thank God for the message of righteousness and the reality and the, the, the increase of knowledge in these last days. Thank God for computers and technology, but I believe when the, when the Lord told Daniel and Daniel prophesied and said in the last days, knowledge will be increased, I believe with all my heart at the top of all increase is the increase of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and what he did as the Lamb of God revealed in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Every single word in our Bibles is going to point us to the cross and show us in some way the effect the cross has in our lives each and every day. Let's read that again, verse 9. And that the Gentiles, that's us, might glorify God for his mercy. Here goes Paul again, looking back to get comfort and hope through the scriptures. As it is written, for this cause I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again he says, rejoice ye Gentiles, us, with his people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Rejoice. Thank God you're a part 
of the plan of God, the people of God, the, the purpose of God now. You're not just wondering where you came from anymore. Too many Christians wondering why they're here. Uh, still got so many questions after they've been saved. But listen, the, the amount of questions you have, you will always have questions, but the, 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 the questions that are so foolish uh, as to why we're here, where we came from, and where we're headed, and our purpose, and all these things, those should be questions solved long ago if we've been Christians very long, but we have to become students of God's Word. For there we find out where we came from, why we're in the condition we're in. And and we also learn about how to deal with everything that comes along. Hallelujah. And we also learn where we're going. We also learn how to get where we're going. Praise be to God. So he says in verse 11, And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him. That word means praise, worship, exalt, extol, uh, admire. Just give your whole heart to the Lord for reaching out and saving you. Quit looking at your salvation as something, well, God saved me years ago, you know, and blah, blah, blah. No, God is still saving you today, hopefully through your faith and the right object, the cross of Christ. He's still saving you from you, keeping you from going back in the world. And if you have gone back in the world, if you're watching me today, and you've gone back and you, you, you started cussing again. You, you started drinking again. You, you, you begin to move away from that, that walk with Christ where you can express him. No, you're not going to hell because you curse, because you took a drink of alcohol. But you, you're here, Christian, to express Christ. You're not doing it with alcohol. You're not doing it with a foul mouth. You're not doing it through any type of disobedience. You're, it's not happening. And the purpose, the main purpose of our lives is to be in the fellowship with Christ to, so that we can express Christ. Come on now. The purpose of Christians in the earth today is to be in fellowship with Christ according to the Word, or it won't be real, it won't be working, and to express Him according to the Word, or it won't be real and it won't be working. Come on now. That's why when you begin to find someone preaching, teaching the Word of God in the context of what Jesus said it was in the context of Him, then you begin to learn Christ and His way of righteousness, and you begin to really experience this thing called Christianity, that relationship that you have with Jesus. So let's look at this. Verse 12. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse. You know Jesse, the father of David and, and, and his brothers. And that root of that which would spring forth out of the loins of Jesse, David, and then through the whole lineage there, Christ would one day show up. He is the branch. Hallelujah. And again, Isaiah said, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. Listen to me, Gentile. I'm talking about people who are not of the lineage of Abraham in the flesh. They're, they're not of Israel of old. We're just Gentiles, other nations. And the Bible here says that we can trust in Him. 
that he reached out to us Gentiles. Aren't you glad God didn't just leave it to Israel? That, that, that because they rejected him, he reached out and said, whosoever will, this is an offering to everybody. And it's not that it wasn't always offered to everybody, but in days of old, you had to be a part of the literal nation of Israel. You had to give up everything, and you had to come and be a part of Israel. You had to also go through all the rituals and rites and ceremonies, everything. You had to do all that among them. And you could be saved, even the Gentiles of old. Rahab was a Gentile. Others you read about in the Old Testament were, were Gentiles because God loves everybody. Hallelujah. I'm so glad of that. Again, Isaiah said, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. That's Jesus Christ, my friend. In him shall the Gentiles trust. Are you trusting in Jesus Christ today? From your heart, the only place that can trust the Lord is from the heart. Not saying, I trust you, Lord, but trusting the Lord from the heart. It's only with the heart men believe unto righteousness, not just for an initial salvation, born-again experience, but it's again today with the heart we believe unto the righteousness of God. That means the work of Christ at Calvary, and now because the object of our faith is correct, the shed blood of Jesus, his work of righteousness at Calvary, now the Holy Spirit can guide us into all truth because we're looking for righteousness. And he that speaks truth, the Holy Spirit, shows forth righteousness, Proverbs 12, 17. So if we're hearing the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, guide us, show us into the truth of Christ in the Scriptures, then he'll be able to guide us in the paths of righteousness. And it's there we find the, the only place that exists of fruit bearing. Fruit bearing. Praise God. It's been a great broadcast today. I'm so thankful to be able to be here to share the Word of God with you. And I pray that the Lord will have shown you truth in the Scriptures today. His name is Jesus. I encourage you to, to, to join us every Monday and Thursday morning at 8 30 a.m. Central Time for our Romans Bible study. And every Friday morning, in the morning, at 9 a.m., we'll dig back in again to the second chapter of 2 Timothy. And oh, is it getting better and better. Praise God for the truths of His Word that He's hidden, not from us, but for those who are hungry and willing to seek and to hunger and thirst for His righteousness. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to sow into the ministry. Sow into the ministry. It's good ground when it's the gospel. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply pull out your smartphone and text the word GIVE to 903-231-5950. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.